Coming up is a crash course on driving downloads using Instagram influencers. You will discover the secret sandwich ad format that dramatically decreases cost per install, why gameplay videos actually decrease engagement, and how the guests quickly built a funnel that resulted in $30,000 in revenue. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to double your downloads using ASO? Check out appmastersacademy.com to discover our exact ASO strategies to grow your downloads. That's appmastersacademy.com. Want to advertise through Snapchat influencers at scale? Check out fanbytes.com and see why brands like Universal and Sony Music use them to market on Snapchat. Learn more at fanbytes.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.co.com, actually. The place you go when you want action fact content in the app business through the blog, through the YouTube channel, and through this very podcast because I talk to some amazing people that I've gotten to really connect with in the space. And that's been the most beautiful thing that's happened with the podcast. I've really got to know some amazing players in the app space. And today he is one of them. His name is Timothy Armu. He is the co-founder at Fanbytes, the influencer marketing platform that you got to use when you're trying to target Snapchat influencers. They work with some amazing brands and we've worked with some clients together, Tim, that have done tremendously well. And I'm super excited to have him back for the second time. So if you want to figure out how to really work with Snapchat influencers and why I believe Snap is the place to be for the underpriced marketing channel, then this is the episode for you. So without further ado, Tim, welcome back. Thank you very much, man. Thanks, Steve. Glad to be here. Dude, you've tremendously grown. First, last year when we talked, you were about team of six. Now you're what, 16? Yeah, yeah. So like more than doubled and and we'll probably be like triple in about two, three months or so. So it's been a good time, man. It's been a very good time. What's been the hardest process of, you know, like almost tripling the the team? Um so I think the last time uh I, I came on, I spoke about one of the things which is hard was like people management. Yeah. And that was when we had six people. So <laughs> you can now imagine that when you're just about to like triple the team, the people management problems become even more acute. So I think that is definitely one. Um, so yeah, I'd say like people management. What in particular? So I think the, when you're running like six people, like you could just say something and then all, all the rest of the team kind of, act on it right but now that we have these like departments the sales department the marketing department then product then like um audiences then growth it's you know it's way more challenging now to be able to like filter down a message so it goes to the right people um so i think just having uber clear and concise communication has been the challenging thing because in the past i've just been like really used to all right guys let's do this and then let's report tomorrow now it's all right guys like this is the general strategy what do you guys think and then let's like 
formulate a plan and then let's actually see how this works in like a week's time or maybe in like two three days rather than literally let's like do this and then get cracking and get a result like in the so next now, few hours or something get me like more procedures in place like yeah action. i'm not just like hey guys okay let's go and then everybody knows their role it's like no, no, no you're doing this and you're doing this and so you're mm-hmm. more of a captain role mm-hmm. exactly exactly yeah. that's really cool man all right well congrats on the growth man it's really 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 cool to see it and you know what's funny tim like when we i listened back to our first episode and i was it was just at the time where you're still doing youtube now you've been you know specifically just Snapchat. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Talk to me about like, what's the difference? Like, why can't I, why do I need fan bites? Why can't I just run a Snapchat ad and just be done with it? So I think the key reason, um, the key reason for that is, and this is a very widely known stat, but, but 60% of Snapchat ads get skipped before the first second. And so it's like the moment they show up, they're instantly skipped. And the reason why this is the case is that these ads randomly show up in between people's stories. And so what you find there is it's a very like intrusive thing. And what we do as a company is we've said, actually, this is an intrusive thing. And especially when you're trying to target a younger audience, it is an intrusive thing. Um, So how do we take a branded content or an ad and how do we actually spin it? So that is a far more organic thing where it's inside of influencer stories and they like talk about the ad, et cetera, rather than they just being shoved in between people's stories. And that difference there between just intrusive and then native organic has been the key difference as to why we've been able to kind of grow so quickly and so many brands are so many apps are starting to see like really good success with us. You know, one of my biggest takeaways from the webinar we did with Miri is the whole sandwich ad format. Tell us about this mm. beautiful sandwich ad format that you guys came <laughs> up with. Yeah, so the sandwich ad format, um, for your audience that don't know. So as I mentioned, what typically happens with the ads on Snapchat is that they just like show up in between your friend's story. So the the ideal kind of the big thing we had was actually rather than these ads just showing up in between stories, how about they are actually inserted inside of influencer stories? And rather than them just randomly showing up, perhaps if we get an influencer to like talk about the brand or talk about the ad first before the ad then plays and then give a call to action, that would therefore mean that the people who choose to engage with the ad are the people who really actually want to like watch the ad or engage with that app. So we take things from being just unexpected and unoriginal and very like unorganic, and then we turn it to a three snap format. So it's not just one snap randomly showing, it's a three snap format. So the first snap, the influencer can say, hey guys, I'm working with this app who are you know, doing XYZ, they're a dope app, you guys should check it out. And then the ad would then play this like 10 second thing would then play. And then there's a third snap where they say, I told you this was like a sick game, a sick app swipe up on this in order to go and check it out and just that that difference there of just the influence of talking about it very organic has led to us kind of in several cases being able to outperform 
Snapchat ads by a huge amount. Now, do you guys dictate what the influencer says before and after at all? Uh, yeah. So it's all done via platform. So the brand actually themselves can say um, what they want the influencer to say. And now often we have this, you know, we have this massive database of basically all the last things that, you know, influencers have said, which have caused higher engagement rates. So often we'd help the brand to like dictate how to do X, Y, Z. So, so yeah, it's driven by us, but then sometimes it's also driven by the brand themselves. I know having gone through the creative process with your team for one of our clients, it was really cool to see how you guys been able to create this like this really engaging ad like break us is there a way that you can break down the videos and i'll link to a a blog post that brett wrote about the The anatomy anatomy thank you my friend thank you for teaching me english (laughs) the i can't even say it again of an incredible snapchat app i'll link that into it yeah but tell us about like how you guys devise and how you guys sort of like, okay, I have an app, here's what it does. And how do you guys break that down into an engaging, engaging video? Yeah. So the really cool thing is like so many brands say they want to go onto Snapchat and they want to reach an audience on Snapchat, which makes perfect sense if you're trying to target a young audience. But the big thing is they don't actually know how to create content for there, Right. So what we actually have is we built this very vast network of designers and editors and videographers who are all fairly young as well. So they understand the type of content that resonates very well with the younger audience. Because if you're a 17 year old, you know how you want, you know, an app to be perceived so you know how to like build things in their mind so that's on one thing and then in terms of the anatomy of the perfect um, snapchat content or the perfect snapchat ad we have like we have five key things that we look at so the first thing is um about the creative that's used it's always really good when you have a creative which ties into some kind of um youth culture so an example is recently an app worked with us called um oevo um and they actually had been getting really really high cpis on snapchat um on snapchat ads they were getting four dollar cpis and then they came and used our network and they end up getting 50 cents cpi so we were eight times cheaper than Snapchat ads. And the reason why that worked so well was because the type of um, creative that was used was we were an app which basically they let you kind of like compete with your friends in creating these like seven second videos where you can win some cash and stuff. And what the whole creative was, we had a picture of a guy shooting another guy, but the guy who was being shot had like a vine logo on his head so it was like (laughs) it was like oh you know this app is the you know like this app is like the new vine or it's like the thing that like shot vine and if you think about it a lot of like 15 to 19 year olds vine was a really big part of their life or like vine was a really a really big part of their 
culture. So by tying in a creative which linked into youth culture, people could then identify with it. And like the only way you'd be able to do that would be by having a young person who understands the culture, understands the audience, and then them having the skills to then um, come up with it. And there are a bunch of other things, but I think, you know, you can link to it in the show notes and stuff. But um, But yeah, this idea of like, tapping into culture and tapping into that type of stuff and not taking yourself too serious it turns out actually that if you use gameplay in your app you get um 39 less click-through rate and ah. that's really interesting right because turns out that you know people come on snapchat not to just like, you know, see a bunch of ads, they come on to hang out with their friends. So if you can tie in something which enables them to do that and not just talk about yourself by just showing gameplay, um, you end up getting high engagement. So there are a bunch of these little hacks and tricks that we've learned, which we then adopt to our creative, which is the reason why you start seeing people getting, you know, like, uh, you know, eight times cheaper Snapchat ads. In fact, one of the apps you, you introduced us to end up getting like 46 cents CPI and they were like a gaming app, right? So yeah. that type oh, yeah. of stuff is, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's really where this type of stuff really works. You know, it's funny. So a couple of things I want to mention is, yeah. I actually talked to these guys, Evo, back in January when they were about to launch. I don't even know if I mentioned you guys, but maybe I did. But essentially I was like, you know what? You know, Snapchat would be the thing. So it's, mm. I was like, I've heard of these guys and I had to look back. So I talked to, the, <laughs> I talked to Mohammed back in January. Yeah. But, you know, why, Tim, like, I want to ask you this, like, because when you see the video ads in games, so like a ad colony or the mm-hmm. Vungle, you see gameplay ads. So why do you, do you think that, you know, the way you kind of said it, like, hey, if you show less gameplay, you get better engagement. Do you think it'd be the same thing if you were running video ads on other platforms like Vungle? So I don't think so. And the reason why I don't think so is because on, so if I'm correct with Vungle is very much like distribute your ad through other like games, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. through other games. So in all fairness, if, if someone is already in like a gaming environment, they're already playing a game and then you show them added gameplay, then it makes perfect sense because they are like in the environment of thinking about games, right? But then if you were, so like if you're already playing a game and then an ad comes up for like another game and they're just like talking about and they're showing the gameplay there, that is completely fine. And actually that will get pretty good results because the mindset that I'm in is I'm obsessing about like gaming and gameplays and all that cool stuff. But then compare that to Snapchat here. No one comes on Snapchat to actually play games. They come on to just kind of like, again, talk to their friends, hang out with their friends, send funny videos, funny pictures, etc. So when an app then, you know, through our formats, when an app comes in and they maintain that fun, lightheartedness and not just download our game, they are respecting that people are not in the mindset of actually in the gaming mindset or looking for a game. So then that is the reason why it works quite well because they are adhering to the whole fun, light heartedness, which is not so 
present when if you're doing an you know doing an Adam Vungo where you're literally advertising gameplay to someone who is currently um playing watching game. gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like playing a game. So that's really the big uh, discrepancy there. That's really cool. So what I want to get into next is man, I had the question in my mind already. Oh, what are your thoughts on Instagram? So people have made that, you know, with Instagram stories, the Snapchat audience is starting to slow down, you know, less people are on Snap. Like, what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, so I think that um, when it comes to that younger audience, so very much that like 13 to 17 audience, I actually don't think Snapchat is going to go anywhere. Like, I feel like because that app has formed such a really strong fabric of um, kind of the way they've grown up and all that stuff, it's very hard for it to then like go anywhere. Um, I do think that the kind of slightly older audience, I'd say people like 21 and above and, you know, a proportion of the 18 plus audience, I'd say that a fair few of them um, are moving towards Instagram um so i think it's an audience thing right like um we have been thinking or kind of by the end of next month we'll be making inroads into instagram as well and the reason why we're making inroads in there is just because we realize that some brands want to serve a much older audience so like the i see 21 plus audience but our core is still the fact that we are the best place for you to reach this younger generation so that's my kind of uh, take on the rift between uh, snapchat and instagram i kind of agree because i'm i'm much older than the 21 and i'm like you know what <laughs> this is sort of like what snapchat is and i don't really get it although i love the filters on snapchat way more than the instagram stories but i'm like yeah. oh, you know what this is everybody's on instagram and yes much older people oh. were like oh but the younger guys are probably feeling like good <laughs> like my parents and older brother left <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome, man. The so the one thing I want to get on to next, and we're gonna go move away a little bit from Snapchat, is mm. the marketing funnels. So you said you oh, learn yeah. how to really process information better. So talk to me about this marketing funnel that you set up. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, so one of the things which I've been trying to do has been to be really, really good at a specific thing, right? So, um. Yeah, I basically feel like that is of a lot of importance. I was hanging out with a bunch of other CEO friends and they were basically talking about the fact that um, a lot of them feel like they're not really good at like one practical thing. It's like, oh, I'm like good at being a CEO. And it's like, okay, but what is the core skill that you bring? So one thing which I about three months ago, I just dedicated my time to was I said, I am going to be really good at being able to drive traffic anywhere. So that could be driving traffic through our company fanbyte. So how do we drive traffic to apps? How do we drive them to sites, etc.? cetera? Um, but then also on a macro level, how do I just drive traffic and sales uh, um, to our business? So the fanbyte business. So given that, the way I kind of went about it is this idea of like complete immersion. So that is going on Amazon, looking at like the top five books, which are all around the specific topic and just 
reading them and just for every single day, just like practicing and practicing how to do them and how to do them and how to do them. So the thing I decided I'll kind of focus on was learn how to drive traffic. I realized that the key way I'd be able to do that was through building marketing funnels. And of course, I then went on to read all the books by Russell Brunson and Chet Holmes. And by the way, for those who don't know uh, Chet Holmes, he wrote the um, ultimate sales machine, like one of, if not the best um, sales books I've written. So then I started learning and implementing it. And then about six weeks ago, I believe, I think, was it about six weeks? I'll say about, yeah, six weeks ago, I built a, a marketing funnel and that provided us with 30K of revenue in about four days. Wow. And um, that was just because I had like understood, okay, this is where you get traffic. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. This is how you do that. And now what we've been doing is we've just been like building in that like engine into fanbytes now. Um, so that's pretty good. So that's kind of um, one of my kind of pet things I've been really trying to immerse myself into. That's freaking amazing, dude. Congrats on that. Would you mind sharing you. anything? <laughs> <laughs> would you be willing to share what you what you did i mean most of the stuff i did is not actually rocket science it's um you know you get traffic so one thing which i'm for those who might want to follow me on this i'm very active on linkedin and for your audience right now i would 100 percent tell them if they don't have a linkedin strategy um Perhaps even it's for like BD or like fundraising or anything like that. Right. If they don't have a LinkedIn strategy, I'll 100%, 100% say that you need to have one. So what I have is I have a pretty large audience on um, LinkedIn and it's, it's quite an engaged one. So what I did was I sent everyone into a top of the funnel where I gave them um, a video. And the video was actually a video of... so. Going back to the earlier point, six out of 10 people skip Snapchat ads before the first second. And this is actually like a fact and it's something which you can just like Google and see. So what we did was we actually created a video where we showed five teen girls. We showed them like different um, Snapchat ads and Snapchat pieces of content. And we asked them the question like, would you skip this or not, right? And we turned it into this fun kind of show where it was like, would you skip? And we hit that on, and we put that on a landing page. And then what happened was we used Facebook ads to drive people to watch that video. When they watched that video, they then went to download an ebook. And what the ebook basically presented to them was how the reason why Snapchat ads got skipped and the reason and how to really create like content which resonates and doesn't get skipped showed a bunch of really cool um, case studies of how we've been able to use that. And then suddenly a bunch of people saw that and said, fanbites are the experts in doing this. And then mm -hmm. that led a bunch of people to then set up calls. So that was pretty much how we did it. It was sh like show people a problem, show them the solution in a super engaging way, and then make it easy for them to set up the calls and everything. And then that was pretty much it. And we just did that. And then, you know, we just got a bunch of calls and a bunch of um, deals came from that. I love that, dude. Wait, well, you went from <laughs> talking about LinkedIn, you got a big following and then talking about Facebook. Wait, what happened? Did I miss something there? Oh, no. So on... Okay, so there's a bunch of interesting stuff. So we were able to push the audience from LinkedIn as well to that 
landing page. And then we were then able to retarget them on Facebook, Facebook. ads. Uh, and then that was able to drive them. So I had, uh, I think about like 5,000 people or so from, and I wouldn't say 5,000, I think about like 3,000 people from my LinkedIn went to the landing page, but a lot of them didn't actually like do anything. They just watched the video and saw it was cool. And then we're able to retarget them with saying, okay, so you've seen the video now. Um, here is like a one page cheat sheet on how to not get skipped. Then they download that and then they are then able to kind of be fed through the That's funnel. brilliant. How did you know <laughs> what content to create? Um, I think one of the big problems we found with a lot of brands, so we're fortunate enough that in a short time, we've been able to work with all the world's like biggest brands. So not even in the app section, but like, you know, like Sony, Warner, Universal, et cetera. The number one reason they come to us is they say, we tried Snapchat and it didn't work. And the reason why it didn't work was because people skipped it. Right. So like people just skip the ads really quickly on Snapchat because again, as you mentioned, the format is like, just jumps at you and everything else. So we knew that was a problem they were facing. So then suddenly we're like, well, if that's a problem they were facing and we have been able to figure out how to basically circumvent that problem, um, then let's make that the focal point of the creative. And the way that we did it in the video format was because actually this is not even my idea. It's actually a really good idea from one of our creative team. She said, well, the reason why brands do not understand, like the reason why branded stuff are getting skipped is because they don't understand how young people think. So therefore, why not just get a bunch of young people to tell them what they think? And therefore that then brought in the game where it was like, let's just get a bunch of young people to watch branded content and tell us if they'll, skip it or not and then um from then it just made sense to like make it almost like a game show and stuff like that that's really cool of the books that you read was there one that you're like you know this is the, the must read it would it be the ultimate sales machine or is there another one to that um it would be it would be dot com secrets by russell okay. Brunson. Nice. um i read experts i feel like yeah i mean expert secrets is quite good but i think if you're thinking about just like foundational how do you build incredible funnels dotcom secrets is amazing for this okay so they're both good basically all right that's awesome dude i gotta i love the i love the mentality that you had and just said hey i'm just gonna concentrate like how long did you just concentrate and read these books and start building that funnel like from you from you tim superpower tim to be like hey i'm gonna focus on building this amazing traffic machine to then actually building this funnel and generating those 30,000? Um, so I started learning about funnels about three months ago. And so I started learning funnels about three months ago and then I built the funnel. Um, so I built this actual like funnel that I'm talking about six weeks ago. Um, but I finished actually like reading all the books within I'll say like two, three weeks, but the three weeks preceding finishing it and starting a funnel was basically uh, me trying to learn how to you know build a funnel it was like so <laughs> many like so many errors I, I i try a funnel but then it wouldn't work properly because people didn't care about it then i had to change it so people cared about it then i experimented with like so many different formats until like this big funnel which was like oh that you know that, that works quite well that's awesome 
Did you, when you said LinkedIn, were you just emailing them? Hey guys, you know, check this out. Or were you doing something no. else? Yes. Yeah, so on LinkedIn, I realized that LinkedIn is not the place for long form like video, i.e. like 10 minute video, anything like that. So what I did was I posted a 30 second trailer um, of the of the video and I said, this is happening. If you want to actually know about it, um, you can um, if you want to know about it, just send me a message or just comment on the post saying like. I'm in or something like that. Uh -huh. And so when people did that, I basically now had a list of a lot of people who were just primed in their head to actually go and watch this. So that was basically how I did it. I just put out a trailer. I said, this is the problem. Six out of 10 Snapchat gets skipped. At Fanbuys, we have this crazy thing where we're able to get like 90% completion rates on all our ads. Do you want to like how do you basically not get skipped? Well, we've just done this video and then showed a 30 second clip of some of the girls saying, I will never watch that ad. I will always skip that ad or something like that. So suddenly there was intrigue and then they had already said, I'm in. So then I just got someone to like send it out to them when it was out. Nice. Okay. So you just hired somebody like, Hey, you know, all these people commented, go send it out to them. Yeah. Type of thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I'm looking it up. And I love the way, you know, you caught on something too, because I've been fascinated about LinkedIn and how they autoplay mm. videos. And I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. I'm more paying attention to these videos too. And I think they've done a really amazing, amazing job of, I don't know, just that feed. Like it used to be like, why the hell would I come into LinkedIn? And now I think that feed has completely changed and they've done a way better job in engagement. I can see better engagement on LinkedIn. So I try to share it a lot yeah. of videos too. That's really good stuff, yeah. man. Love it. Yeah, man. Any other hacks you want to share? Um, I think from a business setting, I from personally, no. I think we <laughs> obviously in Fanbytes, I know we share, a, a, like, we have a lot of different hacks that brands can use to really get results. I mean, one example is there's an app who, um, as an app, I think we mentioned this before, but they ended up getting like, uh, 46 cents cpi and i think on average they've been running with us and getting like really really good um cpis um and they're like a social gaming company and the thing that's worked really well for them is they have appealed to the young people's sense of competitiveness so if you're an app and you want to target younger people one of the best ways you can do that if you're like a gaming app um, for example, is not to talk again. This is not to include gameplay. It actually harms you more, including gameplay. The best thing to do is position your app as a way to inspire um, competitiveness between the user and their friends. And that really, really, really works as opposed to just like showing gameplay. So that's just like a random kind of like um, hack as well. We figured out. I think with your audience, we can end up like if you want in the show notes, we can do something where we have like a cheat sheet or something of yeah. all the hacks we've learned because um, that worked really well. Yeah, let's do that. So I will I'll set it up right now. It will be appmasters.com slash fanbytes and you get access to that landing page and that cheat cool. sheet that Tim is talking about. Tim? Thank you so much for those hacks. This has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. What is one app we definitely have to check out? 
Uh, my favorite app right now is Cora. Dude, that's it's funny. It's it's still Cora. You said that in the first one. Too. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's good. Hey, you you can't keep be it. Cora. You can't be Cora. It's just it's just so good. Like you can just randomly just be there and just oh, let me learn something new and then Cora. Yeah, that's so funny. It's still Cora. I love it. A year later. What is the one lesson that you want the audience to take away with, from this interview? Um, there are headline readers and there are practitioners. Be the practitioner. Love it. I love that too. And just focus on that. And the website is fanbytes, B-Y-T-E-S dot com. Or if you really want to go crazy, fanbytes.co co.uk but just go to fanbytes.com if you want to get started working with snapchat influencers tim and his team have a process down where they can come up with some amazing creatives so that you can drive low cost downloads tim if the audience wants to follow up is there anywhere else you want to send them uh just follow me on linkedin timothy army I'm putting out a lot of gems on there, a lot of cool videos on there. So. Yeah, you are. You're going it's crazy worth. on the video stuff, man. I love it. Yeah, man. It works. I love it. Yeah, it does. Totally does. I'm glad you're doing it. Are you just creating it on LinkedIn or are you do posting this on YouTube too or is it just specifically for LinkedIn? So it's specific for LinkedIn, but we're actually building up a YouTube series now so we can be like omni-channel. That's as right. They call it. <laughs> I like it, brother. I love it. All right, guys. If you got anything out of this, Connect with Tim. I'm going to link up his LinkedIn profile when you click on his name in your favorite podcast app. Tim, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thank you, man. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.